I'm Jim Ford. I'm Dan Kurtzke. And I'm Chad Bokelman. And this is the Lantern Cast. Episode 115. Oh, yeah. Have we recorded this calendar year yet? Yes. Yes. Oh, because I was going to wish you guys Happy New Year, because I didn't remember when that happened. Now well, you I know when it. the New Year happened. You missed it. Oh. Good job, misser. Fine. <laughs> God. Okay, so we have uh, we have a jam-packed episode that we've been planning for weeks. Put a lot of so, planning and thought into this episode. So many great ideas. So it, much planning and thought. It oh, all yeah. comes into uh, fruition in this one episode. You're, you're not even prepared for the awesomeness which is about to strike you. You should all sit back and start <laughs> planning on how great this episode is going to be. Yes, we're finally going to talk about Green Lantern Rebirth, guys. Who wants to start? Issue one. <laughs> we did that last week. We did? That was last week? Yeah. Was I there for that? I, yes. I, did I enjoy it? I, I don't know. Well, good. I hope I did. Well, this episode, guys, we've got interviews with <laughs> Jeff Johns, Alan Moore, of all people, and we're going to cover um, Sinestro Core War and the Tigers story, and we're going to re- record them and interview them with their respective writers. So that's that's just going to be awesome for you guys. Didn't we uh, act Tigers? No, we didn't. And we can't we can't talk to Jeff Johns and Alan Moore because we had them in the same room. And funny story, um, Alan Moore ate Jeff Johns and then <laughs> immediately had to go to the hospital for, you know, consuming the full body mass of a second human being. So, uh, but what's good is we, we did get the uh, Alan Moore uh, mimic of uh, Jeff Johns. So if, if, if Jeff Johns were, were Alan Moore, this, we did get that interview. What? Oh, yeah. yeah, we have that. I don't know what that is. I think you made what? up a word just now. Well, no, those were actual words, but they were strung together in a way that meant absolutely nothing. I am uh, suffering from severe cedar allergies, so leave me alone. It's Chad's allergic to lumber, so he can't <laughs> eat anything. Oh, my God. You're just like Alan Scott. Your weakness is wood. Yeah. Yeah, did you guys... <laughs> did you guys know... First of all, did you know Alan Scott died right before the relaunch? Yeah. Did you know how he died? I found out on our forum, and it is fucking ridiculous. Um, Somebody somebody put a bomb inside a wood box, and the shrapnel killed him. So he died from splinters. Yeah, basically. He's like, hey, let's put some dynamite inside a pencil sharpener and kill Green Lantern. Yeah! And that's why I haven't been reading Justice Society of America. Yes. Ah, but you will be reading Earth 2. That's actually a good segue into what we weren't going to start with, but let's start with it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, wow. So, good job, Chad. Yeah. I try. I try. Very good. Very good. <laughs> the whole episode is going to be downhill from here for him. You realize that. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, so, yeah, no, we've been talking about the new 52 kind of as it goes, and they've come out actually i think today possibly yesterday by the time you hear this weeks ago <laughs> with uh the first wave of of a uh, new 52 cancellations and they are uh, men of war mr terrific 
<laughs> Jim, I'm, I'm sorry. I hope you're sitting down. Mr. Terrific is going away. Woot, woot. Uh, Hawk and Dove, Blackhawks, Static Shock, and it pains me to say, OMAC. Uh, all of these will be ending with issue number eight in April. And now first, let's talk about that. Like, are there, are there any surprises in this list to either yes. of you? Yes. I'm surprised that the Savage Hawkman's not on that list. <laughs> oh yeah, and and also uh, Firestorm. Yeah. I won't go that far. There are some people. There, there's a like a cult following for that thing. But the uh, yeah, I, I, to be honest, as far as the reactions I've seen, yeah, I'm surprised that Fury of Firestorm, the Nuclear Man, was not switched with Omac. I think Omac had a bigger fan base than Firestorm does. And frankly, considering how long. Dan DiDio's Outsiders run lasted, which I have to think is due entirely to the fact that Dan DiDio was writing the book. I can't believe OMAC, also co-written by Dan DiDio, is getting cut off at issue 8. Now, do we know if they had originally planned for OMAC to only be 8 issues for now? Not not OMAC, but they say something to the effect of, by issue 8... If we will get rid of some of our lowest selling titles. Yeah, like there's always the kind of nebulous plan to uh, to shift some ongoings to miniseries based on sales. Like there's some like like Mr. Terrific was always kind of on watch because that it he's not a proven solo property. But um, I mean the way like just a last month or something, sometime before the new year, I read an interview with Keith Giffen. Because people were freaking out because uh, issue six or seven or something of OMAC has Scott Collins replacing Keith Giffen. And everybody thought, oh my god, Giffen's gone, Giffen's gone. But uh, he did this whole, whole interview about how, yeah, you know, we have some, some breaks planned, but I'm still the ongoing artist. So I don't think they knew a few months ago that it was going to end at issue eight. Right. Uh what do you guys think? I guess relating it more to our personal interests. What do you think about the fact that Red Lanterns is apparently doing doing better than this group? Uh, well, I mean that's that book is selling because it's a lantern book. Yeah. yeah. Plus, like by now we know that they're they're uh, going to be doing like a four way crossover within like a year, year and a half. So. Yeah. I want. I also wonder how much it's uh, Jeff Johns wanting to keep the book around kind of thing for yeah. where he wants to steer the this corner of the universe. I think, if anything, like, they'll just replace the writer on that book. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that's really all you need to do to turn that book around. Agreed. Let's move on to what they're actually going to be replaced with, because DC's switching these things out one for one. Oh, wait. Um, before we go that you know, go to that step, um, yes. as far as the books that are getting canceled, now now Mister Terrific, it was a a decent premise, except for the fact that you know like when you start talking about the pseudoscience, you know like that the that kind of stuff worked fine back in the sixties when people didn't have the internet. And so you could say, oh, he's got radiation-based powers, you know? And nobody really gave it a second thought because it's like, well, who knows what the hell radiation is? 
But in this day and age, when people know so much more about science, it's just like it's it's in common culture to know what's you know what what's going on as far as these these new inventions and stuff like that. So when you just start tossing around things like that, it takes you out of it when it's written poorly, like really quick. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was that was one of the worst things about mm-hmm. that book. Yeah, I still have two issues of it to read. Which, I mean, you. I mean, I feel like I mean, I think the key, the crux of it is when it's written poorly because like everything you else you said was like I I would just need your think well it sounds like I would like that but I don't know we'll see, we'll see. yeah written very poorly I'm surprised that that static is uh, is going by the wayside yeah it needed to though yeah I I didn't read it at all I'm just surprised I had no interest from the from from issue one like I I didn't even like the art style with that book. No, and they changed the artist too, but it's like an equally crappy artist, just <coughs> slightly different style. <laughs> Static Shock should have been renamed Scraps. Oh. And what really sucks is that like I really liked that cartoon. Yeah. And I like I was really I was glad to see him come into the DC universe when they put him on Teen Titans like a couple years ago. And now he's finally getting an ongoing, and that's one of the ones I expected to keep going with. Yeah. But it just, like, issue one was just, it just wasn't good. I don't know. Yeah. Hawk and Dove is not really a surprise. Oh, God, no, I'm surprised it lasted this long. Yeah. So, the new ones? Yes. Alright, so... Starting in, uh, I don't know when, <laughs> but they're going to be Batman Incorporated uh, by Grant Morrison and Chris Burnham. Uh, the Now, this wasn't surprising. The previously announced Justice Society book is going to be called Earth 2. This is written by James Robinson and drawn by Nicola Scott of uh, Blackest Night Wonder Woman fame. Right. Uh, then there's World's Finest written by Paul Levitz and drawn by uh, both George Perez, or George Perez, sorry, and uh, Kevin McGuire. And that's going to be the uh, basically the, the Huntress and Power Girl book. Uh, then you've got Dial H by, I guess, some new guy I've never heard of named... I don't know what... <laughs> Uh, his first name appears to be China, and his the last name is M I E V I L L E. What? China? Yes. Okay. Uh, some new guy. He's a he's a sci-fi fantasy novel guy. Whatever. Okay. Then, in an interesting move, we get GI Combat uh, with, I guess, a backup or split feature about the war that time forgot. It's going to be by J.T. Krull and Ariel Olivetti. And actually, it's, gonna, it's basically going to be like a war anthology book with all sorts of creators in it. And the final one is The Ravengers, written by Howard Mackey and drawn by Ian Churchill. Ravengers. <coughs> yes. What is oh, that Ravengers. Ra- yeah. Well, what is that about? It's it's supposedly like a spinoff <laughs> of Superboy and Teen Titans. Yeah, um, 
Remember Deathstroke's daughter, Rose? Yeah. Well, she is apparent. She apparently was a character in the Superboy relaunch, so I guess she's getting her own book out of that. Oh God. You know what's weird is is as far as all the new ones are concerned, definitely gonna try Earth. You know, when I have money. <clears throat> um, and World's Finest conceptually sounds like something I'd want to get, but in reality, I'm probably not gonna pick it up. Uh, and Dial H for Hero, that one, I don't know. I mean, it sounds. I mean, I'm I'm familiar, essentially, with the concept, but and then like the original concept, and I've never really had a chance to pick up something from about that that particular storyline. But then I read this part here. Uh, his China's Dial H was billed as blending superheroics with horror, science fiction, and lots of psychological ram- ramifications. Yeah, well, you're not familiar with the premise of Dial H? Well, the basic premise, yes, but the horror part, I never really figured that to have a part in there. Well, definitely, because, like, um, I, I I read the, the last series of Dial H. Um, I think it was just, was it Hero? I don't know if it was yeah. just called Hero or Dial H for Hero. I think it was just H-E-R-O, yeah. Um, and, I mean, I loved it. I think I, I read that until the series was canceled. But, uh, I, and I'm not entirely sure if you could pick what power you were going to get. Um, but I think... Oh. What? I always thought it was random. Yeah, I, that's what I thought, too. So, you could end up being a monster, basically. Yeah. Um... Wasn't there some story or some series where somebody thought, huh, what happens if I dial in the word villain? Oh, I don't know. I might be making that up. I don't remember. Uh, I I don't remember that in the series that I read. But, uh... Yeah, I mean, it was was really interesting. So, I mean, if they have this other guy who's going to come at it with, with all these new concepts and stuff like that, I mean... It's it's really a great idea for a book. You know, it's you have this device that gets passed around from person to person and you know, for each person depending on what their needs are, you know, they get a different superpower. So it's a constantly changing cast, constantly changing superpower, constantly changing concepts. It's like it's almost like an anthology without being an anthology. Yeah, but it does say something about a main character. So I don't think it's going to be an anthology anymore. Well, sometimes they have the main character who's kind of like stumbling along watching other people use it. Because there were reoccurring characters in the last one. Mm. Mm. But I'm definitely uh, I'm definitely up for that. Um, I'm going to try out Earth 2. Because yeah. why not? The, the world's finest sounds good from an art perspective. But... I'm not a hundred percent confident about Paul Levitt's on a Huntress Power Girl book. Yeah, I mean Paul Levitt's. He wrote. Uh, he wrote, I think, at least one story arc in JSA back when it was just titled JSA, like right before it ended around uh, Infinite Crisis, and that was that was not really that good. Oh, that was that the Ghost Stories. <clears throat> yeah. Oh God. Yeah, 
But I think, like, part of me, like, I think I'm gonna at least give this an issue, because I really like the premise, I like the art team they have lined up, I like at least half the cast, because Jeff Johns made Power Girl into one of my favorite DC characters when he was had his stint on the on JSA. I don't know. I've part of me kind of thinks maybe Paul Levitz's style will fit this because you know they're they're supposed like the premise is like uh, basically Power Girl and Huntress are from Earth Two, but they're stranded on the regular DC Earth. Really? So they're yeah, so they're not supposed. So like, the, the, it should feel kind of off and kind of awkward and kind of wrong. So maybe maybe his shortcomings as a writer will enhance the experience. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah I mean, I'll, I'll give it a shot. Uh, then there was what you said it was uh, Dial H. Oh, GI Combat, which this is the one that jumped out at me. I, I'm not gonna get it. This is the one that jumped out at me as being the most, like, huh? Because they basically traded one war book for another, just straight up. Right. And, I mean, uh, let me give, like, actually the full credits here. Uh, GAI Combat is going to have co-features. Uh, the War That Time Forgot is written by J.T. Krull and artist Ariel Olivetti. Uh, the Unknown Soldier by... Uh, Paul Miotti and Gray with, oh, Dan Panosian drawing it, and The Haunted Tank by uh, John Acurdy, Acuity, I don't know how you say that name, and drawn by Scott Collins. So, like, it's this time they're going, like, straight-up anthology, it looks like, for this book. Um, I, I, don't, I don't know. I like this. It, it appeals to me more than the last one but like not much <laughs> yeah <clears throat> uh, I, I might give it I might give it like one read or possibly check it out in trade if I hear that it's like amazing yeah. although I don't think we're gonna hear that yeah I mean I, it's gonna be one of those where the people who love the war books are gonna love it and everybody else might try it but is gonna forget about it yeah I don't, if- I don't know about that though <clears throat> I'm kind of surprised well I don't know I don't know if I'm surprised or not but the Batman Incorporated thing like first of all it's I think it's only supposed to be 12 issues long because this is supposed to conclude uh, Grant Morrison's like years long run on Batman and I would almost get it except that it's, it's that thing where, like, I haven't... I've, I've read, like, a couple random issues of his Batman run, and I don't really want to jump in for just the big finish. Yeah. So I might just, like, wait and eventually down the line just try and read his entire thing someday. So if it's, if it's the wrapping up of his story, does this mean that the series already has a specific end date or end issue in mind? Maybe I think like I. It doesn't I, sound like an ongoing. Yeah, I mean, I heard it was supposed to be twelve issues. I don't know if that's still the case. They don't say it here. I mean, unless they do like an amazing job of like making it open so that anybody could just pick it up and you know and read it and understand everything. Um, but it's, it's Grant Morrison, so I don't 
necessarily think that's yeah. going to happen here. Yeah, plus there's it's going to be like dripping with subtext and references and stuff like that. So it's I mean, I'm confident it's going to be good. But I I don't know, I just I would rather go into it with the baggage of the rest of his run than go into it fresh, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Yeah, but I'd rather not <clears throat> know any of that. Kind of kind of tired of Grant Morrison right now. Uh, what was the last Grant Morrison you read? Final Crisis? Uh, Have you read Action Comics yet? No, actually, I haven't. Uh, just read, like, the first issue, or the first two issues. Well, it only took issue one for me to like it. That's true. I mean, I have, I have them all. It's, it's read, read. Um, what was they will make? The they'll make one? you happy. <laughs> Batman Incorporated. Action Batman and Robin. Oh, Ra- Ravagers. Oh, yeah, I'm not interested <laughs> in that. Like they tried giving her a book before this. Like they had that um, like Titans spinoff series, like Terror Titans or something, and then they gave her a backup in the Teen Titans book. Uh, I don't know. I don't know why they keep trying to push her. Is Superboy and Teen Titans really selling well enough for them to do another spinoff series? (laughs) Uh, I mean, I think probably one of the things pushing it is the the cartoon. Well, she's not in the cartoon. Unless she's going to be. But the fact that it's a spinoff of, you know, the, the Teen Titans, it's like, it's in that same family. Yeah. That brand. So this is going to be their Red Lanterns? Basically. <laughs> I think I don't even know if it's going to be as good as that. Mm. You know my biggest problem with this? This whole thing? Is they're, they marketed it as the New 52 Wave 2. And doesn't that immediately bring to mind... The idea of, oh my god, they're doing another 52 books? Yeah. Like, don't don't call it that. Call it something completely different. I, I would be happier if if they canceled, like, six, and then brought out, like, ten. But then it would be the new 62. Wait. Math. Has a two in it. Eh. Whatever. I wonder how... The only thing I'm nervous about, well, two things I'm nervous about. Both of the things I'm nervous about with this this, uh, Earth 2 series is, one, James Robinson, and two, uh, the little brief description I have here is that it's going to be dealing, uh, it's going to be detailing the life of the JSA as they collide with other worlds. So I don't know how much of it is going to deal with with multiverse stuff as opposed to just playing with Earth 2, and there's always a wild card of which Robinson are we going to get? Are we going to get, you know, the the Starman Shade Robinson, or are we going to get the Justice League Robinson? Yeah. And what do they mean by worlds? It doesn't necessarily mean, like, you know, alternate universes. It could mean alien worlds. Yes. Yeah, and will this book have much interplay with World's Finest? Mm. Oh, I think it has to. Yeah. And not to mention, I think I think uh, if it if it makes if they mean by other worlds they mean multiverse, I think it might 
depending on how it's written, might become one of their top sellers. That's true. I can practically hear Adam Murdo jumping up and down for joy that there's <laughs> both of these books are happening. <laughs> Actually, three, because he'll probably love Ravengers because he loves villain books. Now, but, if uh, this JSA book is going to be taking place, like, and it, I'm, I know it's if, because we don't actually know exactly if they're going to be crossing into parallel dimensions, but, uh, you know, parallel Earths, but, like, how is that going to affect, was it Grant Morrison's project with the multiverse? Multiversity? Well, multiversity is gonna, they're saying, like, that's gonna be coming out uh, this coming summer in lieu of, like, a big crossover event or whatever. So, you know, when is, when does this, like, I, did they say when these are starting? Because this might start after it. So I know the old, like, the canceled books are ending in April, so I don't know if these start the very next month or, ah, whatever. Okay. And how much does it affect uh, James Robinson's story? Like, was, isn't it supposed to be, like, it used to be a, another story, and now they're calling it Earth 2? And was that, it was like a Justice Society book, right? Yeah. That that him and Nicholas Scott were going to be working on? Was that supposed to come out before or after the DC relaunch? After. Oh, yeah, that was always going to oh. be after. Yeah, we found out about it, like, like a ways into things. So that was... Oh, okay. So, so them being on a different Earth rather than the same Earth as Justice League is is was already incorporated into his original plot for his yeah. story. Yeah, I still want to see. Like, I look forward to the day they they give some like passing remark that explains away Kyle and Jade's relationship as being like, oh yeah, no, that's that girl I used to date. She lives in an alternate universe, and like that's all they say. And for me, it will be beautiful. Jim will be pulling his hair out. <laughs> no, that I, w- I would, I would be cool with that because it would, you know, at least address it slightly. Yeah. So right now, that's just a giant gap in his life that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. So. So. Uh, should we should we talk about what we're doing next week, or should we talk about the sad thing? Uh. Well, since Chad screwed us up, we might as well talk about the sad thing and just go completely out of uh, order. Yeah, goddammit, Chad. Why is that my fault? Goddammit, yeah, Chad. Yeah, Chad. Goddammit, Chad. Well, by... I don't, I don't know. The, the news came news came in... On episode 1177 of Comic Geek Speak, that, that this year, the year 2012, Super Show has been officially cancelled. Yeah. How did you, how did you hear first? Well, the day before, I was on the comic forums, and there was some thread where I think, I think Ian Levenstein was asking about hotel information because they had it's already january and they hadn't posted any new information from last year and jamie d made a post saying that there would be like a a huge announcement on wednesday's show and i'm like hey cool wednesday i looked at the clock i'm like that's tomorrow so i was thinking like okay they're gonna hit us with all this information all at once and then like but like basically like 
by the time Friday hits, I'm going to have hotels booked and tickets bought and all these all the plans like ready to go. And then the next morning I wake up and I there's a text waiting for me from you and from Jason. And both of you say something to the fe- the effect of like super shows not happen. There's no super show. What do we do? And I'm like I'm like I don't even know. Like I wasn't even thinking words or thoughts. I was just I I went I turned on the computer. I listened to the first like 5 minutes of the episode on the website and it took like like two almost 2 days to sink in, you know? Like 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 you kept being like reply to me. What are we going to do? Oh god, reply <laughs> to me. And I had nothing to reply with. I was like, "Oh, and it just, it's just like, like you give me a week. The next time we sit sit down to record, I'm probably gonna be like, like, going crazy. <laughs> but like, ah, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I'll tell you one <laughs> thing for sure. You know what was, you know what was different. You know what I think was the X factor and the wild card about this past super show that might have poisoned the well as opposed to the previous super shows. Chad was there. Yeah, I knew it. You ruined everything, Chad. God! We had the best convention ever. As if out. Hey, you know what? Because I was there, we won Best in Super Show. Yeah, because you were there. Exactly. God. Nah. <clears throat> God. And, you know, the re- just in case anybody's wondering, the reason Super Show got canceled uh, is basically because uh, Brian Deemer of Comic Geek Speak. He is the he's basically the driving force behind everything that goes into to planning and managing and operating that convention. And he's he's gone through a series of personal and and uh, job related life changes at the moment that don't leave him enough free time to devote to podcasting, let alone to to doing all that crap for a show. So so it so it had to give. And, you know, we don't bear any bad feelings towards Brian. You know, you got to do what you got to do. But at the same time, we need Super Show. Jim will be satisfied if you give him Shady Maple or some sort of pancake equivalent. Me, like, I need Super Show. Like, most people need oxygen and food and water. Like, (laughs) so, like, uh, it's, it is, like, we talk it up constantly and we throw all sorts of hyperbole at the wall, except it's not. Like, this is, in my opinion, this is the best convention I've ever been to, ever. And now it's not going to happen for at least another, like, year and a half. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean... Listen, I, I, I love the Shady Maple. I'm not gonna... I'm not gonna deny <laughs> my Shady Maple love. Um... But what it comes down to is that there's a bunch of friends that I get to see once a year, and that's at Super Show. And it just so happens that in addition to getting to see a bunch of my friends, I also get to go around and see a bunch of my favorite artists. I get a bunch of awesome art from my favorite artists. And... You know, there's also the the back issue bins, the 50 cent bins, which by me, like, <clears throat> the only other time that I could 
do that is like, you know, I don't know, one of the big Apple cons, which I usually don't even go to. Um, so that's like the really the only shot for me to get cheap comics also. So I mean like between all of that, you combine that and it's just like it's the greatest weekend for a geek. Like like Dan always, you know, calls what do you call it? Super Christmas? Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's Super Christmas. Um so yeah, so Jason texted me and like yeah, I, you if you if you like were watching me read that text, you would have seen all the color just automatically like just drain from my face, and my brain starts like going like seven billion miles a second. Like, what the fuck are we gonna do? What can we do? What can we do? You know what? What are we gonna do now? So I you know I, I reply back. It's like, are, are you actually? <laughs> the autocorrect wasn't working too well, so I actually wrote back to Jason, are you ducking kidding me? <laughs> and I, I figured that was fitting, so I sent it anyway. Um, but, uh, you know, then I, I, I went online, I was, you know, checking the, the feedback thread, and I saw what was going on, and it was just like, oh, God, I was so looking forward to that, and all of a sudden it's just, like, not going to happen. I'm saying to Jason, I'm like, what are we going to do? I'm like we got to come up with an alternative because, you know, I, it, I, I can go another year without going to Shady Maple. I can go a year without, you know, looking in the back issue bins. And, I mean, technically I can go a year without seeing the artists, although I'll probably be sending things out for commissions and whatnot because I miss it. But, uh, I mean, I, I can't go another year without seeing, you know, a the friends that I see there. So. Chad found out from my Facebook page. Yep. Oh, God. Um, and then I immediately went over to the 177 episode, or the, the 1177 episode thread and scanned the first couple and then downloaded the episode and listened and then wept bitterly. I didn't actually weep, but I was pretty disappointed. And that's not and and keep in mind, sh- sh- saying how disappointed we are that Super Show isn't going to happen is not in any way saying that we're disappointed in Brian Deemer for not doing it. No, not, th- not th- at those all. Th- those two are not synonymous. It's just we we're going to miss Super Show. So as it stands right now, Super Show was going to be the the first weekend in May, which was uh, Free Comic Book Day, um, and the Sunday following. So now, it turns out that Wild Pig, it looks like Wild Pig is going to be taking over that weekend uh, in New Jersey. The 5th. I think there's still just a one day. You think? No, it is. Their thread on the comic forums just said the 5th. Oh. I, I didn't know if they were going to expand it to two days. I guess it's possible, but the one-day thing's been working for them really well, so I don't really expect it. Yeah. Will you actually come to a wild pig, Jim? Oh, I mean, it's it's a lock. Now it's a lock. Unless, <laughs> it's a lock. unless something happens. Oh, God, here we go. No, to change it so that Super Show actually is on. Oh, okay. Um, you know, I mean, because... 
because like the the one the one thing that I, I guess remains to be seen is that nobody knew about Super Show not happening until Wednesday. Yeah. Um, and as soon as that happened, I know that we weren't the only ones thinking. It's like okay, well, what are we gonna do now? You know, you know. It's like okay, well, first you know, first you have the grief. It's like no, no Super Show. You know, and instantly, you know, the second thought is, what are we going to do instead? Because, you know, you, that's that's going to leave a, a huge void. Something's got to come up to take its place. I'm probably going to have all five stages, like, at once tomorrow, sometime in the afternoon. Yeah, so, like I, you know, like I said, I was, I was talking to um, Jason about it. And I know that there were other other people that were also discussing options and whatnot. Now, the one thing that I am, I, I wouldn't say that I'm optimistic for, but I will definitely hold out a tiny bit of hope, is that, you know, now that everybody knows about it, you know, I'm sure CGS is going to be inundated with, like, people offering. It's like, okay, well, if you need us to do anything, we'll do it. So, I, I guess... What I'm saying is maybe there's a sl- like a slight glimmer of a chance that maybe Super Show <laughs> might happen, but probably not. Yeah, I mean if it was if it was gonna happen and stay anywhere remotely close to the time they had planned, it would have to it would have to happen quickly. Yeah, you know, like if we if it gets if it's this time next month and nothing has really moved, then it's not happening. Right, right now. Um, which, I mean, by the same token, if they wanted to switch it to fall, you know, if, if they said, okay, well, you know what, we can't do it in spring this year, but we can switch to fall, and if we switch it to fall, then we can make it happen. Yeah. I mean, it would depend really heavily on, uh, the rest of the convention calendar, because, like, you get too late in the year, you have, like... You have like Fan Expo and you have uh, New York and all them, all them yeah. going. I don't know when uh, when Emerald City is. I don't know. They had to like like early May was like a perfect spot. Yeah. Although there were some people that were going to have trouble because it was on Free Comic Book Day. Yeah, yeah, that's weird. I never really thought of Free Comic Book Day as something that would like cause or prevent anything else. Well, I mean, like, with so many, like, uh, so many artists and sellers and things like that, you know, Free Comic Book Day is a day to hustle. Ah, Sean Sean Pryor was, you know, thrown out there. Yeah. So. Like, oh, looks like I'll be, I'll be counting down days till Free Comic Book Day and the Avengers movie now. Well, I mean... You'll definitely go to Wild Pig. I'm go. I'm definitely going to try to go. And if I go and I bring your box of shit and you don't show up, I'm going to murder you. That will be my new Super Show tradition: murdering you. Yeah. And then I'll meet Chad at Heroes Con. Apparently. <laughs> yeah, I, I I would go to Wild Pig, but if it's only one day and it's if it's only like half the show Super Show is and yeah. All that stuff, it's not really worth it. Plus, in my mind, I've always wanted to go to New York City, and I can't, I can't be that close to New York City and not go. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. And and 
And not to mention, yeah, I want to see Harold Jennett and I want to see Elizabeth Hammer and all them, but it's, I just, I can't do it for one day and, you know, the, the New York thing. So the only other option I was considering is if Super Show does indeed not happen, because like you said, there is a faint possibility that it might, um, then my other consideration is to, I need to go to a con. And I yeah. was thinking maybe NYCC, but then I've heard horror stories about how crowded that is. And I honestly don't think I'm ready for that crowded of a convention. Yeah, and I, I wouldn't... So the only cons I've ever really heard talked up, besides Dragon Con, John Godwin... Con, yes. <laughs> besides bugging, that... He's been bugging me to go, too. He just, he's like, come and stay at our place and sleep on our couch <laughs> and eat our food. It'll be great. Well, the ones I've heard talked up a lot is Emerald City and Heroes. So I've been looking into that a little bit, just seeing if maybe I'd go to those or not. So, And I, I hear they're not too big. I mean, it's not like... Yeah, they, they are definitely large conventions, but it's not like, you know, San Diego or NYCC, so... Yeah. And, you know, in all fair, like, we make fun, but, you know, John did make, like, put out the offer, like, like... You should come to the conve- you should come to Dragon Con. We'll all hang out. You, me, and Rachel. It'll be great. You can stay like at our place, and which is super nice of them. I just don't know if if I would be able to get to where is it Atlanta? I think so. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Like out of all the potential conventions I could go go to, that would probably be the hardest to arrange transport to and from New Jersey. So. Yeah, you, on his face, that's probably out. You would have to schedule like two super bus trips. Just Mega bus, whatever. Although you, I will say that Dragon Con is Deemer approved, so. Oh yeah, and plus, like, if you're huge into co- like cosplay and costuming and that kind of stuff, then it's something you should definitely do. But I don't know. Maybe that's also part of it. I've never been big into into the costume thing, so. I'm, like, less excited about a con that revolves around it. It's kind of like how, like, I've never, like, would I go to, like, a non-comic, like, sci-fi convention? Sure. Would I, like, get excited and go out of my way to do it? Eh, probably not, but, you know, if things just happen to line up. That's kind of how I feel with Dragon Con, I think. But I'm on the same page as you, basically, with Heroes, like... Like, you know, put it this way, the people that put on my favorite convention talk about heroes as being their favorite convention. So, like, I've <laughs> I've got in my head this, like, it's built up pretty highly. Right. And where is it again? Uh, South Carol? No. Maybe, wait. Heroes Con... North Carolina? North Carolina. Charlotte, North Carolina. Yeah, that would be the one I would pick, because Emerald City, isn't it, like, in Seattle or something? Yes. I actually found out Seattle had that nickname because of the convention. Like, they they didn't get the name from the convention, but the convention is why I found out about it. And then somebody's like, yeah, that's what they call it. I'm like, oh, cool. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> what about you, Jim? Uh, Besides Wild Pig, what are your alternates? Um... Basically, just New York. I'm not. I, I mean, like, what you call it? I'm. I'm gonna be doing a cruise this year. Ooh, where? Oh, yeah. Uh, down yeah. to uh, what was that? The 
I don't know, a bunch of islands down down south of Florida. Will you bring me back a crocodile? I don't think that's going to fit in our suitcase, and even if it does, it's probably going to put it over the weight limit. Plan better. It's not plan better, it's just simple math. Plan better math. <laughs> plan better math, yeah, okay. Um, yeah, no, I mean, like, uh, I like New York Comic Con. I love New York Comic Con. I mean, it's actually a fantastic, amazing convention. Um, and in actuality, like, if you have ever thought, it's like, oh my god, you know, I have to hit San Diego one year, you know, um, you know, like, I used to think that. I used to think, it's like, oh man, one day I, you know, I hope to hit San Diego Comic Con. Um, but realistically, like, New York is growing so fast, and it's like... It hasn't grown to the point where there's so much, like, media attention and non-comics type stuff that it would take away from the convention, like San Diego. Like, San Diego, like, you know, everybody talks about how it's just absolute, like, pure insanity the whole time. Uh, the lines are, like, crazy everywhere. Um, what was it? Just a couple of years ago, they had the the whole Twilight thing where... Because, yeah. yeah, because they had, like, a bunch of Twilight stuff going on there, like, one convention hall was just, like, completely blocked, like, nobody could get into any of the panels in there, because the Twilight fans were just, like, camping out all day. Um, and I mean, granted, like, that happened to some extent at New York Comic Con, with, I think, the Avengers panel, but, uh, I mean, it's the Avengers, you know, it's comic-related. Yeah. And that's that. That's New York to to a T. It's like it's San Diego. It's like the absolute value of San Diego's comic quotient. <laughs> um. So I mean, like honestly, like Chad, if you are thinking about a convention, like don't completely rule out New York because of the fact that I mean, granted, it's incredibly expensive, so. Like, that may not happen this year. But, like, if you came for the convention, you know, you come for, I don't know, you go to the convention Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And then, you know, maybe the week prior or the week after or whatever, you take a few days and you go around and you do a bunch of the touristy stuff. Um, you know, it, it's, you can split your time, you can see a lot, and the convention isn't too crazy that you won't enjoy it. Or maybe just do, like, like split it up, like, go to the con for two days and just do city stuff for two days. Yeah, depending on how, how long you can go for. Chad? Yeah, I'm here. Oh, okay. You didn't pass out from too much whiskey? <laughs> I, had, I had one shot. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> you know, it's weird, because, like, like, because I had talked, we had talked about my possible Fan Expo Canada plans a few, like, a month or so ago. And, like, the closer we got to Super Show, the more I, like, mellowed off as, like, like well, whatever happens, happens. I have Super Show. And now that Super Show's not happening, it's like, 
there's this void of like, okay, I'm now all of my years convention going is called into question where like if it's not going to happen at all unless I like really pursue this right now. So like in my head, like, like actually it's tomorrow because I'm off. I'm going to take the first half of the day and I'm going to sit down and see if logistically like, okay, where are we at now with like, like all of the details of going to Canada? Where are we at with all the details of going to Heroes? Which would be more practical? Which would be more cost effective? What if I tried to do both? Or which probably won't happen. And I'm still thinking about going. I still plan on going to New York at the end. And you know what? If I can, if I can get the one day off, Wild Pig as well. Now, and and just to touch back on Wild Pig one more time, like yeah, it's it's definitely it's no super show. Like, but it is a really, it's a good con. It is a nice small convention because i feel like we were kind of putting it down a little bit and that's not that's not really what we were doing but you know i i give them my money every time i can my attention every chance i get and i'll continue to do so in the future but yeah if you don't live like in new york or new jersey or right on the border like you probably should not come in or fly in for it like if you're on the other side of the country or in another country you should probably skip it because it's not that big of a destination kind of show, you know. Not yet. <clears throat> and, yeah, and not to be, yet. To 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 put things into perspective, it says a lot about the people who put on the show, the quality of the show, everything about Super Show. That at least from my end, <clears throat> if I had extra money to spend, I'm not going to go visit my mom's side of the family in Iowa. I'm not going to. Plan, I'm not going to take the vacation to New York City I've been planning for years. Um, I'm not going to do any of that. I'm going to Super Show. So, I mean, you know, if it's the one trip I do by plane and have extra money to spend, it's not my dream vacation. It's not my family. It's Super Show. So, and that's gone, maybe. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. And I've only been once. <laughs> I... Like, I have to wonder if, uh, yeah, I mean, like, I think it's awesome that Wild Pig decided, you know what, if it's not going to be a super show, let us come in and fill the void. Um, you know, basically, like, you know, it's, it's just, it's one state over, and <laughs> it's a geek meetup. So, I mean, you know, it's like, a lot of the people that are in the area will still be able to get to that convention. Um, it's just that right now, it's like, unless they increase the size of the show, then it's going to be like, not that it's bad, and I mean, like, you know, people go to Wild Pig because of the back issues. You know, that, that's pretty much the draw there. Whereas with Super Show, people go... You know, some people go for the back issues. Some people go for, you know, the artists and, you know, all that stuff. And a lot of people go for the people. Um, now, if you have Wild Pig, it's unproven. You know, there are a lot of people that go, but it's nowhere near the level of Super Show. So if people don't think that a lot of people are going to go, then that's not, you know, that in turn is going to, it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy kind of thing. <clears throat> Mm. Um, 
But I mean, yeah, if, if that's if that's the new spot, then I'll, I'll definitely be there. But there's not much that I wouldn't do to make Super Show happen. Yeah. <sighs> oh man. So. I hope Jedi Mark 77 appreciates us finally talking about Super Show 2012. <laughs> we can we can scratch that off of the uh, the what do you want to hear on the Lantern Cast list. Okay, next up. This is an idea that we've basically been kicking around for um, a year. No, longer, longer <laughs> than that. <laughs> I think we've been kicking around this 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 particular idea for several years, Dan. Right? Eh, I don't know, probably a year. <laughs> okay, well, it's at least a year and a half, because you always seem to mention it around like July or so, for some <laughs> godforsaken reason. <laughs> like the middle, that's when it comes to mind. Okay, to you only. Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> we didn't even come up with a name. Ah, we'll come up with a name next week. Oh, like can I can I play the role of Jim Ford? <sighs> it's gonna it's gonna be the lantern cast lantern lanterny lantern of lanternous awards for awarding of lantern osity and He Man action figures award. It's not going to be that. It'll be something like that, though. It'll be slightly shorter, and it won't have He-Man in it. Well, then it'll be worse. Okay, so we're doing an award show. So The Lantern Cast presents the best of 2011. That works. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Why was that so hard? <laughs> Shut up and drink your whiskey. Yeah. <laughs> drink until you're more useful. <laughs> um, we'll, uh, we'll post these categories on the forum but uh so far the the categories that we have are the best story arc although that one's going to be difficult (laughs) best single issue um are we going overall on that one dan what do you mean as far as best writing or just best single issue combined writing and art the the whole issue the whole issue is awesome combined uh, best villain. Uh, we have favorite use of a power ring. We have most surprising reveal or twist. We have best splash page or multi-page spread. Uh, we have the the best cover. We have the biggest hell yeah moment. <laughs> I don't even remember what that means. <laughs> Well, that's uh, open to interpretation. Yeah. The I think big- I made that one up, too. <laughs> <laughs> the biggest disappointment. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, I, that one just sprung to mind. I just realized what I'm going with on that one. I probably know what you're going to do. We may have discussed it in this particular episode. Oh. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, we also have the best Green Lantern portrayal of 2011. Uh, now that can be, and all, all of these can be any any media really. Um, and the best Green Lantern that's out of all of the Green Lanterns that are in the comics, 
out of all of the comics or in some other uh, form of media, one way or another. Now, now, Chad, did we want to amend that a little bit? Because we were talking off off mic when Jim was eating M and M's. Yeah, I I think you uh, I think you put it best. The Green Lantern MVP. Or I think that works better. Okay. Yeah, yeah, Lantern MP- MVP. Okay. Uh, we also have best artist uh, or favorite artist rather. Um, favorite writer. Now, granted, there's not a lot to choose from, but there were some <laughs> miniseries and whatnot, so throw them all in also. And uh, I think that's it. Yeah, I think that's it. And just so everybody knows, I'm go- well, I'll put this in the thread too, but just to put it out there. This is anything Lantern-related that happened in 2011. Yes. And for the comics, that goes back as far as Green Lantern number 62, Green Lantern Corps number 56, and Emerald Warriors number 6. That goes up through the end of those ongoing series, includes both issues of The Aftermath and... Issues one through four of all the relaunch books, um, and also the uh, did you say the um, Flashpoint stuff? Oh yeah, Flashpoint stuff is in there too, and also the movie prequels. Yes, and the mo- and the movie itself, the cartoon stuff, video game stuff, toy stuff, any anything that came into existence that is Green Lantern in any way that happened last year counts. Um, so, go. <laughs> also, um, that reminds me, um, favorite Green Lantern either memorabilia or action figure or something that came out in 2011? What, as a category? Yes. Oh, okay. And also, right, uh, best breakout character. Isn't that... I think that's kind of the same, isn't it, as the MVP thing? No, because MVP, we're going for a Green Lantern. And then really? Best Villain, we're going for a Villain. Okay. Best Character, Cause... it could be anybody. Okay, because my MVP is not a Green Lantern. Really? I did, I did this already. Okay, well, change that. <laughs> Come uh, up with no. a Green Lantern MVP. Yeah, I can't. <laughs> I, my breakout character is Porter. <laughs> As Jim likes to call him, Plot Devicio. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's that's funny. He was also on my list, too, for biggest disappointment. <laughs> oh. Oh. Um, so, wait, so now 62 was the first issue of, this, of uh, 2011? Yep. The cover dates are always off by two months. They're two months ahead. So it, this is everything cover dated March. Okay. Um, okay, so now just for anybody that might be wondering, that's anything from the relaunch forward. Uh, with Green Lantern, it was the conclusion to the New Guardian storyline. Mm-hmm. And then everything from the War of the Green Lanterns. 
with uh, Green Lantern Corps, it was the... Let's see, that would be... Uh, like the second half of the Weaponer story? Yeah, second half of the Weaponer story, the War of the Green Lanterns also, and then, like, the three the three issues after that. Um, the two drawn by Daniel HDR, and then the third drawn mostly by Scott Collins. If I'm correct? Yes, yes. Okay. Uh, and then the Emerald Warriors, it was... It's uh, the second half of that series. Most of it was six through thirteen. <clears throat> uh, oh, and also, did you mention Red Lanterns? Also, well, they, I I lump that in with the relaunch books, like <laughs> Red Lanterns one through four, New Guardians one through four, War of the Green Lanterns. Biggest disappointment. Uh-huh. War of the Green Lanterns aftermath numbers one and two. Uh, yeah, everything. Oh, also, best <clears throat> appearance of a Green Lantern in a non-Green Lantern book. You're just adding stuff on the fly here? What yes. the hell are you doing? Yes, I am. All right, I what? don't like that one. <laughs> yeah, I don't either. Because I've only read, like, two things that would qualify for that. Well, that would be <laughs> any of the JLA books, any of the JSA books... That would be Voodoo from the new relaunch. Um, <clears throat> Chad, do you want to do this category? That'd be anything from Flashpoint that had a Green Lantern in it. Not really. All right, categories out. What are you talking about? Categories out. We just voted it out. Hey, everybody. <laughs> the category's still in. Your category's crap. So, uh, how are we gonna do votes on this? Now. <laughs> we'll figure that out next week. But everybody, um, <coughs> we're going to post it on the, on the forums, so you can either reply with your votes on that thread, or email us. Yes. And we'll do something with them. Alright. So now, so now let, let, explain this to me again. We have Green Lantern MVP, right? and we have what was the other one? Best Breakout, breakout Character. So, and is best is breakout character essentially just Green Lantern MVP, except not limited to Green Lanterns? Correct. Okay. Why do we have two of those? Well, there. Besides the fact that there's four, four Earth Lanterns, uh, seventy two hundred other Green Lanterns, um. A portrayal of Hal Jordan in a cartoon, a portrayal, portrayal, ah, portrayal of Hal Jordan in a cartoon movie, a portrayal of Hal Jordan in another movie. Because don't forget, <laughs> The Emerald Knights came out this year, also. Yeah. Um. There are a lot of different arc- in- incarnations, you know, that people can pick from. So we want to have a title. We want to have a definitive, okay, we all voted, and this is the best portrayal of a Green Lantern, you know, in this character's form for this year. I don't know about that. And then somebody else may say, it's like, oh, you know what? I think Carol had an, ex- you know, an exceptional year. So we want to give a vote to her, uh, an award to her, too. See, I kind of like streamlining it, lining it down to all Lanterns. For 
exactly one category. Just see who is the, the standout. Yeah. So Lantern MVP and not Green Lantern MVP? Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. So... Like, Chad could vote, like, Kilowog, as he was in Emerald Warriors, and, like, <coughs> Jim, could, Jim could vote for, like, like Ryan Reynolds, Hal Jordan in the deleted scenes of the movie DVD. You know, it, it doesn't matter. Or Jason could vote for Worth. Yeah, well, I mean, when you open it up to, like, all the characters in Green Lantern, then there's no way we're going to have a consensus. I think, you know what, I think we could. I think we could. Because we're going to talk about these things. Well, we will. How about, okay, how about this? We have Lantern MVP Mm -hmm. for the Green Lanterns. We have Breakout Character. And then we have a vote on the show to determine whether we think that the Breakout character was better than the Green Lantern. So we have a definitive this was the best character, best portrayal whatever in all of Green Lantern comics. One throw down debate, winner takes all. Chad, you want to do that? Sounds good to me. Alright, I get that. <laughs> that way we figure out who we love the most. So right, Lantern... So- Lantern MVP is Green Lantern, or is it breakout character is Green Lantern? Lantern, a Green Lantern MVP is just Green Lanterns. Okay. Any Green Lantern that has ever existed in the course of this year. Okay. And what's the other one? The other one is breakout character, which means it could be any character from the entire Green Lantern mythos for this year, for the year of 2011. So, you could pick Gamvet, you could pick, uh... Um... I'm just gonna put the same answer for both. I mean, you could pick Krona, if you wanted to. Tom um, Kalmaku. <laughs> I don't... I, did he Did he really appear much in this? Oh, yeah, he appeared in the uh, the, the relaunch for, like, yeah, two he, seconds. He called Carol on the phone. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> I love the way he dialed those numbers. The performance touched me. <laughs> he said, turn on the TV in such a, a nice way. He said, turn on the TV in such a way that it made me turn on my TV. <laughs> I, I believed his performance. He was also in the movie. Oh, yeah, that too. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, if we were going to give an award to the best Tom Kalmako, I would give it to the one in the movie. Oh. So... Yeah, there we go. Yeah, this is going to go to hell, isn't it? <laughs> Absolutely. But, I mean, you know, we kind of expect that. Yeah. So, we wouldn't want to be So, in the talk back for this this episode, we're going to have nominations. And then people who aren't on the forum can also email us their nominations. And then we'll start another thread with the nominations that allow people to vote. Oh, no, 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 no. You're no. just making this complicated. Yeah, no, no, no. Weird. Remember, remember guys, we... I am suffering from severe allergies, so that's why I'm being quiet and highly sounding like I'm medicated. So Stop just bear drink. with me. Okay. Stop <laughs> drinking. We're going to post all of the categories in a thread labeled, you know, 2011 Lantern Cast Awards, whatever. 
people can either write in their votes right in that thread, or they can email us. Uh-huh. And then I guess we'll keep this open for like what a week after the episode comes out. Sure. Two. Uh, two weeks. Yeah, two weeks might be better. Okay, so we keep it open for two weeks, and then we tally everything up so that we have the listener vote, and then we have our vote, and then we discuss it, and then we figure out we come up with winners on that particular award show. Yeah, alright, whatever. So we are the deciding vote. Well, well, we'll figure it out when we get there. God. <laughs> With the Lander and Cass. It's not like we really planned this stuff that far ahead. <laughs> yeah. Well, some of us were ready to go with this award thing tonight, but, you know. Well, uh, so but That was you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that yeah, was I'm, only you. Yeah, I'm sitting here looking at, like, my list of answers and, like, my picks, and I'm like, oh, this one's so awesome. Uh-huh. You deadbeats dragged it down. Okay. Yeah, so there we are. That's, yeah. What are we doing next week? Can we do something fun next week? I don't see why not. Yeah. I All don't right. see why. <laughs> December books or the uh, spotlight episode that we don't want to fully December review. books! December books! I'm not ready! <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Yes. Well, I think we're done. Yes. Uh, I think we're done here. So if you'd like to contact us, that's landrecast at gmail.com, or we have individual emails at Dan, Jim, Jason, Chad, James, Lauren, Shaky, at landrecast.com. Uh, we have a phone number that is comprised of numbers. Uh, we have a website as lanterncast.com. We have a forum at thecomicforums.com. I was looking at something funny while I was talking. Uh, scroll down to L for LanternCast. Uh, find us on Facebook if you want, I guess. And Seven, uh, It's 708Lantern for the voicemail. <clears throat> yeah, and there's Twitter things happening sometimes, maybe. And really. it's, yeah, it's it's all It's all good. It's all good. The important things are that you find the forum and the show. So, you know, as long as you have those two, that's two out of three. And that ain't bad. That's a passing grade, and you know you can round up and say you have all three. So you know that's that's what math teaches us. It teaches us rounding, rounding, mm-hmm. round like a circle, like a ring. Yeah. So oh. good night, everybody. You know we actually have a couple of voicemails. This is the perfect time to bring that up. I know. Play we're not, them. We're not gonna play them now. <laughs> what a dick. I think you didn't you bring them up at the very end of the last episode too. Yep. Uh, what I don't know. Whatever. Yes, you did. All right, we're leading off next week with those voicemails. No matter what they are or what we're talking about, we're starting the show with voicemails. Seconded, and the motion carries. Yes, is voted in. I like this. We can never have an even number of people on this call ever. <laughs> Nothing <Vetoed>. will get done. <laughs> Vetoed, and they are now deleted. <laughs> All right, good night. So long, everyone.